0: Hello and welcome back to the Talking with Apes podcast. Today we are here with episode 14 and we have a very special guest with us. Um, his name is Sander Klaasens and he recently finished his master's thesis um, on uh, in anthropology uh, where he discussed... How it is to work for an app, how it is to work as a food deliverer, for example, working for a deliverer um, where your main communication to your boss is through an app and uh, how that uh, Im- Im- impacts your your work life feeling um, by, by lack of better words. <laughs> um, so uh you followed uh, three separate um delivery um yeah drivers uh who work by bike and um you also went into the field yourself to get uh first hand experience of how it is to live through that and um you talked in your paper about two main concepts um first of all the concept of alienation mm-hmm. and second of all the concept of um, how time is impacted by working in this way like your your feeling of time the time mm-hmm. experience um, maybe let's start with alienation because it's a very famous concept, I think, to yeah. some, to <coughs> some extent, or to some people. Um, and maybe, but maybe you s- could still like give a, f- uh, first, a uh, short explanation of what it is and then we can, uh, go from yeah. there.
1: Yeah, sure. For there the people
0: d- who haven't read Marx.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're starting with the, <coughs> the most difficult concept in the, in the thesis, I think. Let's get um, it out of the <laughs> way. Yeah, let's, let's maybe explain that first. Yeah, exactly. so, um, <coughs> Alienation, basically the uh so it's a a, 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 a hot topic in in uh, in philosophy in sociology anthropology um a lot of people have different interpretations of what alienation is um but um I think that if we need to explain alienation like the the most it, it, I, it it's a marxist concept and the 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 best thing you can do is just like what did Marx say and what did Marx mean when he talked about alienation? Um, And so like, if you would give like a very short definition, I'd say that it's about the fact that people uh, produce stuff, they produce commodities, um, but the result of this uh, process of production um, is taken away from you. it's it's alienated from you if because if you say that if, if you talk about alienation it means that uh, something is taken away from you something is alienated from you um, so that means that um, there is a sort of power um, how do you say this this balance mm-hmm. between um, yeah between between two classes actually and so um, in capitalism workers produce um, Commodities and they produce value, they produce wealth, but the result of this production goes to the capitalists. Um, and this has like uh, a lot of implications. First of all, you get alienated from the result of the production itself, so the thing that you create. Uh, second of all, you get alienated from the whole process because you don't control the process, you don't have anything to say about the process. So, for example, if you work uh, in a car factory, um, you do a specific task, uh, like certain bolts that you insert into the car, but you don't have anything to say about the, uh, about all the other stuff in the production process and the car, uh, it, it, it's the capitalist who decides uh, to whom he uh, uh, sells the car and so on and so on. Um, so the whole production process, that's the second thing you are alienated from. Uh, thirdly, there's the, the aspect of the fact that you're alienated from... Um, the other workers um, because you have this specific task and everyone should (coughs) do his or her specific task in uh, the fastest way possible to have like the biggest production possible. So you're alienated from the other workers and um, uh, the last thing that you're alienated from um, is the fact that that, like from, from nature actually, that's how Marx explains it because of course to produce stuff, you get stuff from nature uh, there are basically two things that give stuff value it's the fact that people put time to create it and 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 second of all that they use nature they use resources for this and so you you're also alienated um from the resources from nature itself um and so um these four aspects are basically um in short what what the alienation is
0: yeah <laughs> No, that's that's a lot of um, information and yeah. I think um, we can all recognize this in our, like if you've ever done a student job or something, you mm-hmm. are a very small part of a company and you don't have any say in it and um, mm-hmm. it's it does make you feel less connected to your work than if Mm -hmm. you're, uh, for example, a paint, like if you want to make a painting and you go out, you Mm -hmm. look into the materials, you're like, okay, this material, this, this color is made from this stone and you buy that color and you start like mixing Mm -hmm. it, you paint it and then you maybe like sell it or you give it to a friend and you see the result of your work. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, uh, you, you you feel every step of that and the, the gratification is much larger even though you might have created uh, the same value mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. your student job. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so, because I also talk about the objective and the subjective side. And so um, I think personally alienation is a uh, super important and useful um, concept To explain a lot of like uh, psychological, socio psychological problems in society, because there's an objective basis in capitalism the fact that you you don't control, you don't have control over the the products of your labor. That's just the objective, um, like class uh, uh, verhoudingen. I don't know what's the relations, class relations um, in capitalism. And the result is uh, like on the subjective side, the fact that. Um, there are a lot of burnouts. Um, that people hate their jobs. I there's mean, there's a lot a l- of bullshit jobs. There's so a people lot of bullshit like, jobs, identify, exactly. like, My job isn't actually contributing anything to yeah, society yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So I mean, um, and and like the 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 example that you give, like if you're painting something, you really like I, a point that I make in my thesis is that people are creative um, uh, creatures, and like that's. A big distinction between humans and animals we can uh, very consciously think and produce and, and plan in our heads in a creative manner what we want to <coughs> uh, achieve or produce and if you're painting then you're you're like you're the master of the production process so to speak of the um, of the, the, the painting that you're making. Um, and it's a lot of it's a uh, it 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 brings a lot of more satisfaction if you are painting because you're really uh controlling what you're doing and this is the big problem <coughs> with alienation that um the the yeah the the all the the mental problems and and the feeling that workers get um it's it's really it's a, a complex concept, but I think it it's very useful to. Uh, explain a lot of uh, problems on the subjective side of capitalism, how people think and and, yeah. and feel and so on.
0: So let's let's <coughs> talk about Deliveroo because yeah. that's where you uh, have the most experience right now. Mm-hmm. Um, how how does it tie in with the workers you've worked with, uh, Mohamed Sid Youssef?
1: uh uh Muhammad sitan farouk
0: farouk yeah. sorry <laughs> god my, my name uh, we were
2: also <laughs> discussing for two we were also discussing two minutes how one specific name in your thesis was to be pronounced yes and i totally <laughs> fucked it up in my intro <laughs> it it was farouk i guess no 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 it was uh no no a, a uh, name that looked a bit slavic
0: oh <laughs> yeah no no that was uh that was something else um yeah it was a, it was russian, a,
2: a russian name okay yeah <laughs> an author okay <laughs> yeah. probably yeah, yeah damned Russian um. <laughs> <methods>.
0: <laughs> no but we also discussed uh, how we would um, name the 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 feeling of time uh, in relation to your work yeah. and that was uh, mm-hmm. what I found hard in the intro but yeah, yeah sorry yeah. let's let's continue um
1: yeah so you you mean that the concept of alienation how does it tie up with yeah, or, how, yeah.
0: how did you experience it within um, the people you fought and within yourself mm. when you were working yeah, at yeah,
1: yeah so um, I worked for delivery for like a month. I, I I also have a part-time other job and I, I was part-time studying. So I, I did like five sessions. So I'm not the, the biggest delivery rider around, um, but I follow three other people. So uh, 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 Farouk, Mohammed, and Sid. So if they're listening now, uh, hi to them. Um, but um, yeah, um, what, what I think is important is that um, uh, a thing that Deliveroo does is they want to make you believe that you control the whole process of your labor. Um, And I make a distinction between like um, uh, something that has historically grown. I think that is that um, in pre-capitalist systems and societies, you'd have like um, more control over your time in the sense that Um, A lot of uh, like, for example, in, in, in prehistory times you would produce or or you you wouldn't even produce, you would hunt gather societies, you would just hunt and gather until you have enough. So actually research shows that these people worked like four hours a day and we like the idea that we need to work eight hours a day is like so mainstream, but in, in, in pre-modern times it it wasn't at all the case. So, and in pre-capitalist times, there was a lot of more like, um, the, the task-oriented time that you do a certain task until you satisfied the needs that you have in life, and then you stop. Um, And um, so the feeling of control over your own time was bigger, and and, uh, the time experience um, was what I call in my thesis more on like subjective time. So you really have more this qualitative feeling of of I am the master of my own time. And in capitalism, the what I call the objective time, um, with a clock present, yeah, you know, yeah. ticking in, ticking out of a exactly. Jar. So it, the fact that you can objectively measure the yeah. the, the time and like the, the uh, clocks are like before capitalism, it, it wasn't dominant at all. But with capitalism, because you had to time production and production was going faster, clock time became more dominant, and so objective time became more dominant. Uh, and I think what delivery tries to do is make you believe that this isn't relevant at all, and that you can decide uh, for yourself when um, when you write and what orders you accept and um, and so on, uh, and that you have control over this whole process. But um, um, that's the interesting part because
2: um, because it does it does have some qualities of the of the, mm-hmm. the pre industrial. Society, for example, in, in Europe, it it has the element of uh, of pre-industrial Europe in the sense that people owned their own like um, spinning wheel to make the cloth and all all the there there were there was a a certain amount of machinery is the wrong word I guess mm-hmm. to use uh, in the sense because it was mostly like wooden things we're not talking about steam engines yet but people owned their means of production to a mm-hmm. certain degree mm-hmm. um, though on a very small scale of course. Um, mm-hmm and these apps and like delivery they kind of also push you back with you own your bike and mm-hmm. and you are your own boss you're kind of they, they kind of push you a bit back in that or they give you the illusion it seems of of that a little bit
1: yeah exactly and so because there's there's a debate there's a theoretical debate if if it's true that you own your own means of production or if, if these these things aren't like means of, of uh, substance mm-hmm. uh, because you need them to survive so there's a debate and I'm not gonna delve into that but there's a debate uh, if, uh, if whether uh, what are the means that you own um, but um, yeah de- delivery it, it's true that you you need to uh, have your own bike you need to have your own phone it costs money if the a lot of my like like all, all three of my correspondents okay. had bike problems. They need to pay uh, uh, a bike uh, maker to fix their bike, and so on. So, um, what Deliveroo does is, is is give you this sentiment that you aren't alienated, actually, that you are, that you you control this 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 process, and that you are your own boss. That's really the ideological narrative that Deliveroo uses to convince people to to work for them. And w- what's interesting is that. Um, um, it really depends on your situation if you buy into it. For example, um, if you're a student, Deliveroo seems like uh, actually a fun way of of, of, of getting money because uh, you have class at random levels and, and sometimes you go out and you go to a bar and or you go to party with friends or, or whatever. You have a, a big social life and, and it's really... Like, it's not a fixed uh, scheme. You don't have any kids and so on. You're really like... Uh, There's um, less of a daily rhythm that yeah, you exactly, are... Yeah, exactly, exactly. Exactly, so um, for students, for example, if it's your student job, delivery is quite useful, actually. Um, and you can really d- decide when you have to work. But um, if your financial... If the, the, the way you are dependent financially... Um, of your work, like the, the, the bigger that gets, um, the yeah the crappier the job is actually, and and because um, uh, one of my correspondents is a person uh, who doesn't have uh, any papers, who, who doesn't have a legal status in Belgium, um, who uses the account of somebody else um, to to earn money, and this person um, like there's a whole there's a whole business of of people asking like taking a bit of the the, the uh, middleman yeah even, yeah, okay. a middle, in, yeah. they, they middle basically vouch with
0: their id cards so. yeah and so they
1: take a, a bit of the 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 yeah the, the profit is the wrong word but like the revenue that yeah. you make and in, and in, 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 in return you can use their account because you don't have a legal status and so on um so there's also that uh, dirty business besides of the mm-hmm. already dirty business of the um lovely but yeah but um like the, for 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 that person, for example, um, Deliveroo is um, like the only alternative. So so uh, he was the person I followed with that situation was very, uh, was actually wasn't critical at all for Deliveroo, but also he told me experiences in which he said, yes, if, if I don't make enough money at the end of the month, I, I can pay uh, the rent of uh, the crappy apartment he lived in, or, or I can't... Uh, uh, buy enough food and so on. So um, the yeah the more urgent your financial needs become, um, the more clearer it becomes that you aren't actually your own boss at all because you're very dependent on uh, an app that, that that like tells you when you have to work and it's it's that's also important. It's only the app who knows um, whether uh, there are enough orders to fulfill and so on. So. It, and 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 because I, I in my thesis I, I uh, uh, use a term it's called the black box um, and uh, what's important there is that you don't know how the app functions and and on what calculations it's it it, it sends you orders and so yeah, on it's not
0: open source
1: yeah it's not open source at all so it's an algorithm it even has a, a name uh, it has like a, a boy's name I don't know the, the, the name exactly but it's <laughs> like they really gave it the name as well, oh, well. Um, it's maybe interesting to research that. Um, but, uh, nobody knows, uh, how, how it functions except for, for Deliveroo. And, and that's the only thing that Deliveroo owns is the infrastructure, the servers and the app. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, um, so you're really dependent on something in which you completely don't know how it, how it functions. Um, and so that's, that's, I think the big link with, with alienation. So they make you believe that you're not alienated. They because you're, you're your own boss, but the bigger your financial needs become, the more you realize, okay, I just have to follow this app and, and, and hope for the best, and this day I earn like 100 euros, and, and the other day I only, own like, uh, I only earn f- uh, 50 euros. So um, in, in, uh, in practice, you aren't your own boss at all, and I think that like, the, the process of alienation is also present with Deliveroo.
0: I think you also sense it with people that go and work for Deliveroo. Um, Like people that I've talked to before they go to work there, they talk about, I just need some money uh, Mm -hmm. in, in, in some way. And this is the only way that works for me. So I'm, I'm just gonna do this. There is no connection to what you're doing. There is no connection to, the company, there, mm-hmm. it's not like if someone goes to work for, um, I don't know, a, a shoe company, and they really like shoes, and mm-hmm. that's why they choose that company. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's very little um, motivation other than the money, and I think that's that's fine if you're like a student, like you said, but if 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 you're also dependent on it and you have to work much more hours, mm-hmm. it, it can become. Very draining, I think. I think everyone would.
2: Uh I I I think it is as you said. It is not. It's it doesn't uh, treat the people that work for Deliveroo with quotation marks uh, as its employees. Mm-hmm. It it doesn't. It completely distances itself from that. Yeah. In that sense, it's it's the most barebone, like skeletal version you could have of a company mm-hmm. because it it has ditched every part yeah, of its. Yeah of itself that it doesn't have to necessarily hold on to. And in that sense, it's maybe uh, not like a traditional company. It's, it's, it acts more like a tradesman almost. It says like, oh, this thing needs to be moved from place A to B. And it's not even a logistics company that says, we have a truck or we have people that can move your stuff from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. It just says, Will provide you with the kind of social contract you need yeah. to, you know, to connect the person producing the thing with the person that transports the thing, with the person that needs the thing or going, is going to buy the thing, and it's it's a in that sense it doesn't have any intention of providing any of those other things it seems and it's. -hmm. Yeah. I I, I fully agree. It's this very weird mix of on the it it creates the delusion of autonomy. It isn't actually autonomous because you don't have any control of it. And at the same time, it does make all the couriers wear its jackets and you know it Mm. acts as if it has employees. It creates the illusion of having employees. Exactly. But at the same time, it fully distances itself completely from employees and it acts more as a yeah, as, Mm -hmm. as a sole. Provider of, of, of a social contract you need yeah. for a what
0: for a what minute. kind of contract do you actually have when you work for a Deliveroo?
1: Yeah, so that that's a really interesting uh, one. So maybe to explain that, um, I think it's important, like with the gig economy, because that's what Deliveroo is. It's 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 what they call gig work. So a gig is like when you um, one day you do this, the other day you do that, and it's from it's from task to task. Basically, it's that kind of work. Um, and in the gig economy, you have like uh, Uber for taxi drivers as well, Uber Eats as well. You have Deliveroo, you have um, um, uh, Rabbit. I don't know if it exists. I, I'm not too familiar with like the, um, the gig work in which you... I think we have fiverr and stuff like that yeah. so if, if you pay somebody to, to, to Which translate is something problematic
0: or, like yeah. someone working in the creative industry um <coughs> on Fiverr mm, you don't yeah. just compete with people like for example a company in Belgium can go out and hire someone in India to make yeah. a flyer for them and pay yeah. them like 30 euros and mm-hmm. that's Enough for them, yeah. because the conversion rate and everything makes that also a lot more money, mm-hmm. and that way it uh, is you know, a good
2: tip. It's
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> it's
0: just it's just yeah, it's just you can't compete with that if you want yeah, to course, uh, yeah. work as a freelancer here. Yeah.
1: yeah, of course. But like so, what all these um, platforms, all these digital platforms have in common mm-hmm. is the fact that you have a, a, a triangle, a triangular relationship. So you have uh, a customer who who has a certain need for example with deliveroo you need food You have the restaurant um which is basically i yeah, would you would call them the producer of the food yeah, yeah. um and um what deliveroo does is just facilitate a transaction between the customer uh and the producer it's the same with fiverr for example it's just a platform and um the own and like what deliveroo does is it takes a certain uh rent um so it it it's Deliveroo doesn't offer productive labor, which like actually contributes to society at all. It it's just like some form of parasitical rent that is just takes from the transaction between two people. Um, the
2: extremely bare minimum in the development of their uh, of their algorithm, but yeah, but yeah, nothing. I mean, mm-hmm. most of their profits
0: out. are probably spent on. Com-
2: commercials and stuff like that yeah yeah, yeah. that it's yeah they, uh, they are their brand and their and mm-hmm. their algorithm the servers on which they run yeah. which they probably have to pay another company to
1: to host yeah I
2: imagine they don't have yeah, yeah, their own yeah, yeah. infrastructure there yeah. either and then
1: their name i guess yeah but, but so they don't have like a lot of official em- employees it's no. just um but um uh, employees employers what's the employees is the people that Work. yeah employers exactly are yeah, the yeah people that provide <laughs> <are the laughs> yeah the providers, <laughs> providers so so yeah 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 because they don't they
2: yeah.
1: don't consider themselves to be yeah. it seems mm-hmm. I mean. mm-hmm. but like um um yeah so basically the only like i already said the only thing that that a platform provides is the the technological infrastructure and the app and the servers and so on um and um this leads to uh, a very ambiguous kind of relationship because they really really um want to um uh make people believe like like the the customers the 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 writers but also policymakers that this is uh independent work and you're a a small in, in independent uh worker um and so, so you
0: have a um Self-employment contracts. Yeah,
1: so this leads to it w- changed over time, right? It changed That's over time. Ethical. It it leads to in different countries uh, to all these kind of weird, sketchy, um, um, yeah, kind of uh, official. uh, do uh, uh, uh,
2: um, I mean, we can uh, we can go for a moment into the article you send us mm-hmm, on on that one. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, they had a uh, in, in 2018 in Belgium they had a an, like an other in between, yeah. smart, yeah, uh, which yeah. acted as a yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know how to translate it, but it it or or how to say it, it managed it tried to normalize or or turn the relationship of that weird ambiguous new platform economy more into a recognizable like old-fashioned one in a certain sense it, it acted mm-hmm. as a as a buffer between the weird platform yeah it got to deal with independent yeah, people exactly it got, it got
1: kind of weird um contracts that's the word i was yeah. looking for you get these weird contracts but like it's it's really different in different countries in belgium the situation they used to use smart which was like another company that liveroo hired to find a system to uh, uh, higher independent uh, delivery riders, so a really complex structure. Right now, um, uh, actually, the the platform uh, uh, companies put pressure on on our previous uh, federal govern federal government, and now yes. you have something which is called uh, uh, a peer to peer contract, yes. um, because it's it's like this. It, they also really use this philosophy of peer to peer, which in a sense is something positive, because you have. Uh, people providing other people stuff um, on their own terms. But like if you put it in the hands of a big multinational corporation, they use it to make disgusting Mm -hmm. amounts of profit and exploit workers. Um, And and the peer-to-peer contract is is actually that um, um, it's a kind of independent contract, but not really. So you're independent, but it's all, it's, um, um, you're supposed to, you're supposed to, you're supposed to, You like pay
2: 10% fee or like tax and then there is basically no
1: regulations that apply any further. Exactly. So between 2018, I think and 2020, you didn't have to pay taxes uh, at all um, until like uh, 6,200 euros, something like that. And now um, you have to pay 10% taxes. I don't know like in 2021, why they changed that, but like it's a specific contract that for, in my knowledge, only exists in Belgium. In other countries, um, you you really have uh, different situations. There there have also been court cases, I believe, in in Spain, um, in which, um, yes. uh, yeah, uh, like lawyers actually um, made the case that that these this isn't uh, independent uh, contracting at all. These are workers, and so. Uh, in, in in several European countries um, uh, uh, there were court rulings against delivery, saying that you need to pay them as workers because they're workers, so it's really different in different countries, right now in Belgium we have the peer-to-peer contract which if you are a student or just somebody who wants to earn up to 6200 or 300 it also changes every year uh, euros uh, a year then you use that contract you can also be uh, an in really an official independent uh, contractor. Which comes with its own administration. Yeah, and, and then, and that's what I think it's completely observed. You have to, um, uh, you have to be um, uh, ingeschreven. Uh, signed up for... Yeah, you, you need to sign up at uh, what they call the Ondernemingsbank. Oh yes,
0: yeah, so you, uh, and that comes with its own fees, etc. Yeah, yeah, so you're,
1: the Ondernemingsbank yeah. is really the institution if you are a... Uh, small and independent business than you are in the, the under namings bank. Yes, you, you have your, are, you have your you're own part number of the, you have the long exactly. list of companies yeah. and organizations. Exactly. And so you I- imagine that you, you have, I don't know you're a, a hairdresser and, and your your uh, small hairdresser salon is like in the under namings bank. And uh, uh, for example, my, my dad is a, uh, a farmer. So he's in the under namings bank with his own farming company, uh, which are all small businesses. And then you have delivery riders, like just people with the with their own bag, but with a bag, with a, a jacket, with a helmet, which isn't at all their something they they, they like uh, created or, or or something, which is something that Deliveroo gave gave to them, which they need to to work. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're completely dependent on Deliveroo for that. But they are treated in the same way as like small independent businesses. Um, and um, there's also a difference so uh, like if you have the the small independent contract um, then you you also need to pay more taxes on when, what you earn um, then, then yeah if
0: you're if you're standard like a self-employed person in Belgium you also yeah. have a minimum of yeah. uh, money that you have to pay every year uh, yeah. which is around 800 euros if mm-hmm. I remember correctly mm-hmm. from when I uh, looked it up because I wanted to be self-employed. Um mm-hmm. so and and plus if you want to just start signing up uh you also have to pay ninety euros just administrative fees. Yeah exactly uh you have the fees of like uh, the province like tax which is sixty euros yeah. every year and that is for the minimum like that's what I had to pay as a student mm-hmm. student uh, uh, self-employed yeah, person. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um so <coughs> just up. like for example the first Week if you're not that good of a delivery writer yet is basically you just mm-hmm. working to pay for the fees that you had to pay to set up that mm-hmm. company mm-hmm. like
1: yeah exactly it's, it's
0: just also a bad start like it's, it's a bad <laughs> feeling in the beginning of yeah, um, yeah. starting to
1: work and, and if you're doing the work it feels completely dishonest because like it, it it's uh um you're just, you're completely, as I told already, you're completely dependent uh, from the app and even from the from certain materials mm-hmm. that they give you. <coughs> so th- that's maybe also important. So right now, because that also changes, in the beginning you had to pay for like the delivery bag and stuff. You even had to pay for that. Now they give it to you for free, but like wow. the bike is something um, that you need to own yourself. But like <coughs> there's certain um uh tools that that you're still dependent from because you yeah, you yeah, can't you, you need to have them yourself exactly yeah. so you need to send the picture of your delivery back to deliveroo to prove that you uh have the right equipment so i mean you're even you're even dependent uh from deliveroo mm-hmm. uh in a certain way with your equipment and also there's the app that just tells you what to do so
0: yeah and then you also um don't have any guarantee that once you clock in, you will have work. Exactly.
1: Exactly. So uh, another, another big difference also something that has changed is, um, uh, which I think is really, uh, very advantageous, advan- advantageous, advantageous, advantageous. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> um, for delivery is the fact that before you had, um, uh, like at the beginning of every week, I think it was Monday morning um, you had to you had different slots um to fill in when you wanted to write so it was in a certain way a bit regulated who works when and yeah. they gave um, um <clears throat> like it, the the first people who could fill in the slots were the people who worked the most so they already had an advantage situation um and then the like the less uh, you worked the crappier the slot <coughs> that you could fill in was um, and at a certain moment, like there were enough riders, okay, the slots are closed, every slot is filled in. Um, right now, um, I, I think it's since March 2020, um, which is when the lockdown, the lockdown yeah, began. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know if it's a coincidence or not. I don't think so actually. Um, but um, there's a system in which you just open the app and you go and uh, you open the app, you, you push a button that you're online and um, you wait for an order. And so the fact that you don't need to reserve a slot anymore means that um, there's a lot more competition between the riders because you just go. And if it's, you need, you need it, the app tells you when it's it's busy or, or when it isn't busy. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the fact that there aren't any slots anymore, you, uh, that there aren't any slots anymore makes that, um, okay, you don't have, uh, uh, there, you're not sure, like for example, with the slot, you can know, okay, there are 10 people riding uh, at this hour, um, I'm one of those 10 people. It's okay. But if they're like, I don't know, 20 people and you, you, you don't they know how many people are riding, then you have a, a big competition between, the, yeah. I, I think it increases competition between the workers. And they also
2: don't, they don't pay by the hour anymore. No, they used yeah. to do. Now they just pay by, by yeah. gig or by exactly. the delivery you make. Exactly. There was a
1: minimum, there was a minimum, like an hourly, uh, fee that you got. Um, they also, uh, uh, stop that for for example takeaway they do uh, have an hourly uh, wage and they do have official contracts not to say that takeaway is a nice company or anything but it's just interesting that you have uh, like the differences between uh, mm-hmm. the different companies
0: yeah that it, it does give you a little bit more of a security if you have it yeah I, I
1: think so I think so um, but then again I am I didn't research takeaway yeah, so yeah. I'm not an <laughs> expert on that but yeah um, uh, but that's maybe something <clears throat> also worth mentioning like, like I already said like the competition between the workers I think that's also very important because um, uh, the, f- the the fact that you get a, a peace wage uh, which is also something uh, Marx developed in his his, his uh, theory Um uh, that that's actually something in in Marx's time he 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 already saw so like the beginning of the nineteenth century for example yeah, that's how
2: the factories used to work
1: with piece of of fa- yeah yeah for example You produce
2: ten pots you get paid for ten pots exactly oh, you produce exactly ten pots but one of them is
1: insufficient for us to sell you get paid nine pots exactly and so you create competition between workers because uh, you you want to earn more than the other worker and and if the other worker falls ill it means that you can create more pots, for example. Yeah. Um, and, and like in, at the end of the 18th, beginning of the 19th century, for example, in, in England um, at the docks, there were like uh, workers who need to um, carry loads in ships, for example. Um, and they got, uh, they it was really like, I don't know, uh, like like the gig economy functions actually. So mm-hmm. it were there were just contractors there who were like, okay, who wants to, um, I don't know. Um, load uh, this material in this certain ship today. Um, we facilitate the transaction, so there's the there are the ship owners who want that their um, uh, that their ships get loaded. These are the people willing to do it. We just provide a contract. We take uh, the, the ship owner pays us a bit to to, to uh, facilitate this transaction, and then there were just people getting paid. Uh, I don't know by by the box or something that they they uh, mm-hmm. loaded onto the ship. So. It's something that, that in the beginning of capitalism already existed because it was like the very premature form of, okay, uh, capitalism was a new system. And so this, this uh, uh, like, uh, yeah, the, the very, uh, how do you say it? Uh, yeah, the premature way of exploiting people, I would say, um, was in the beginning of capitalism was there because um, it, it breaks resistance of, of workers. Um, they don't organize collectively. They don't have the same standards. So you really... Um, divide them and it's it. You, you really make them believe that work is something individual instead of something collective which guarantees that you can exploit people really really well and Deliveroo does exactly that something that already like that's interesting it's just uh, in Dutch, we say "oude um, wijn in nieuwe zakken." Yeah, old wine in new yeah. bag. Yeah, exactly,
2: exactly. I think it's you drink, drink wine from a bag, of course. Yeah, <laughs> okay, idea. yeah. So, but uh, like, <laughs> beautiful really beautiful Dutch. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's,
1: I, I think it's it's really it, it fits perfectly. Yeah, uh, yeah it
0: really reminds good. me of I don't know if you've seen the movie uh, "Lagli di Um It's also about a guy in Italy who um, tries to get a job and uh, then suddenly there is a lot of jobs for people with bikes and then he goes out and he does all these things to get a bike and then the bike gets stolen and mm. like the the rest of the movie is just him <laughs> trying to get like a bike and it's it's a really slow movie but it's like it was like Italian realism like a lot about social issues mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that and it, it, it uh, does portray it very well it is a bit of a slow movie <laughs> because it's just literally a guy trying to get a job. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I think, I think it's, it's pretty good in, in showing how, like also just how much time he spends in order to be able to work. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's, um, so much energy, etc., that yep. he does not get paid for, even though mm-hmm. all he wants is, is a job. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> Since you, since you mentioned resistance and you're uh, talking about the, the, the issue with <laughs> finding a job itself, I kind of, I do want to, for the last 15 minutes or something we have, I I find the most interesting part of it, uh, the fact that the labor laws are completely incapable or the old labor laws are insufficient for mm-hmm. this kind of system, but also the difficulty trade unions have exactly adapting to this model. Yeah. Um, for a number of reasons, mm-hmm. um, I mean, they because it doesn't work at all like the the system they're used to. The trade unionism, like we have it in, I think, Belgium, but also in the UK, etc., mm-hmm. is designed for big production units, like a factory, a exactly, place, yeah. systematic production. You are an employer yep. of a country, of a company, and um, now you have these people, which I believe from uh, your thesis and the article, have an average of like two months. That they mm-hmm. that they stay with Deliveroo, mm-hmm. um, and that is an average which has a lot bigger extremes a lot uh, mm-hmm. uh, as well. So it, it seems to be extremely difficult for the unions to get a grip or to mm-hmm. organize mm-hmm. them, or or they don't seem to organize in a in a union.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So like the the big difference, of course, when you have. Um, uh, when you work in a factory and you're all at the same uh, chain of production or the same factory line. And um, is, is the fact that it's because labor is something collective. It, it are laborers who collectively produce value. Um, and it's very clear if like this, 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 this like there's a there's also like an, an objective and a subjective part. It's the objective part is it's the, the division of labor and you do this and you do that and at the factory line this is you each have your mm-hmm. specific type, uh, a task to produce as efficiently as possible to gain more profits. So that's like the objective side of the exploitation, but the subjective side is also that laborers who produce together also uh, create a collective consciousness. Um, and they are literally next to each other so as a union organizer you can gather all the workers because they're, they're in the same workplace um, and you can, um, you can easily organize them um, but with Deliveroo, like you said the average is like two months that, that people uh, do it um, it, it, everybody, it's, it's really funny. Your, your workplace is, uh, it's interesting. Your workplace is the city and mm-hmm. you see these people. They're very visible. You see delivery Uber eats, whatever you see them in the streets, but they are, uh, because they are so-called, uh, self-employed because they are independent contractors, because, um, there's competition between these workers. It's really, really hard to organize them. Um, and so, uh, I didn't delve, uh, uh, a lot into this into the organizing aspect in my thesis but what i noticed is that um like for example the my, my respondents didn't uh, weren't unionized at all um, i know there's um acv uh, freelancers that's uh, an, an initiative to organize um, um self-employed um, uh, workers in the gig economy mm-hmm. so that's a new thing that they uh, invented um there's also i think that the transport section of the Socialist Union also tries to organize these people. I went to to one action in Brussels once, um, but the, it's I know it's really difficult to organize these people. It's it, because I mean they're constantly all around. They like it's not a collective moment that they take breaks or whatever. Um, so yeah, it's it's really difficult to organize them and to also. M- because, like I al- already explained, some of them really believe that they are self-employed. So, how do you make them believe that? Okay, but y- you're being, um, but you you're do being full
2: colleagues, and you yeah, and have, you're being fooled. And you're, not a, you're not self-employed a yeah. thing. You can mm-hmm.
1: yeah, yeah, and so what? Maybe what's also I think very important, uh, which I really maybe want to to stress out, is the fact that this kind of model, the the uh, the outsourcing. Of certain aspects of the tasks that you need to do, um, the flexibilization of labor. This is something that you see, like the, for the last 40 years or something, uh, in in like all of the industrialized world. Because, for example, o- other interesting examples like like um, they. The gig economy is really the extreme example of the flexibilization and outsourcing of of work and and, and tasks Mm -hmm. of work. But um, for example, like HelloFresh deliverers, these are also independent contractors, so they need to provide their own... their own uh, uh, camionette, like a truck, yeah. Their like own metal. truck that they that they uh, with which they deliver the food, for example. Um, I know at uh, at Deagel they also use uh, uh, independent, uh, self-employed people um, more and more to uh, deliver their goods and so on. So you see that this is uh, really it is. It is popular it is popularized or or it is growing yeah yeah it's growing and it's in different forms so the gig economy is just one of the many forms in which uh this this trend is uh, in which way we see this trend um and it 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 really it's because it's cheaper for companies they can um uh higher the rate of exploitation of people they can um, uh, yeah, they can make bigger profits with this, um, and they can break resistance uh, very easily, uh, etc. So it's really a trend that we that we see um, in very different ways in in the industrialized world, um, and the gig economy is just one of them.
0: Yeah, I think um, what you said about breaking resistance—it's also hard to organize these people if for example, the people that are working for Deliveroo full-time mm-hmm. or, you know, as, as much full-time as they yeah, can get yeah. it um, versus the, the students, et cetera, that mm-hmm. work there, uh, you, you put two groups with completely different interests against each other. Mm-hmm. And um, if, if, for example, the people that try to work full-time would go on a strike, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that the students would because maybe they're satisfied with how it functions because yeah. for them it's much better deal. So that way the company doesn't necessarily have as big of a loss. They could just hire mm-hmm. more students or, you know, exactly, like yeah. there's a lot of ways to, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it, it's, it's not like when the land is like, we, we strike and there's no tra- no yeah. transport. And like. There's no
1: alternative there. Yeah. Luckily, I mean, they try to liberalize the, the, yeah, the, uh, public the public transport so. and they already all did it for like the, the buses that you need to call. <laughs> yeah. So I mean but luckily there there still isn't like an alternative to the land. So if the land strikes you're, there aren't any buses yeah. but Deliveroo okay if uh, a bunch of workers decide to strike okay that means that in, in a couple of days we can uh, uh, open up uh, applications we can call all these people who signed who filled in an application but aren't con- oh you can start tomorrow okay here's your bag Here, just go for it and they just replace the workers who are on strike, yeah. for example, yeah. so it's really difficult um to
2: organize them yeah and again they 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 did organize a strike uh yeah, uh, or they have been organizing some strikes mm-hmm. um but one of the difficulties is yeah they they for example, they demand to to get an employee status, but mm-hmm. of course the liberal says like we're not we're not in the business of employing people so yeah, you're, yeah you're into that entire weird Mm-hmm.
1: Limbo place where, yeah, yeah, and I know that. Um, I think in Ghent they tried to strike once. Um, and what they did was, um, uh, because I write in my thesis about the Kuris collective, it's a, um, a collective like they are active in Brussels and Ghent, but that's it. So, uh, I'm not, I'm, I don't know how, how well they succeed in organizing, but I think it's really interesting that there already are like, uh, 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 experiments with organizing Mm. them Um, but I think they they did a strike once in Ghent, and they also convinced um, certain restaurants to to boycott delivery and to not accept orders when the strike was happening so that's interesting that I think that you need to uh, but then again I'm not the the union organizer so but I think that you need to find alliances with um, yeah with the restaurant uh, owners which isn't easy because they they also profit yeah, yeah. from the fact that people order with Deliveroo. Uh, maybe the the work that the official workers with Deliveroo, like who controls the apps and so on, and also make clear that they are also being exploited because they also contribute to Deliveroo, but it's not like they have anything to say about the profit. So I mean, you need to find alliances, I think. Um, but um, yeah, that's up to the organizers, I think, to um, to to experiment and to find whatever works best uh, for these people. Um, yeah.
0: Do you have hope for uh, that happening? Do you think uh, it's on the right track?
1: Um, I think so, because, I mean, if, if they were able to organize workers more and more at the end of the 18th and the beginning of the 19th century, in which, like, the exploitation was was... Very like it's still harsh today, but like it was extremely harsh, and yeah, we also the, the we film we, dance, for example, we all saw situations it. Situations were were worse. We can say that. I mean, yeah, people yeah, it, yeah. S- starving in in, in, factories, in yeah, factories. That's something yeah. we luckily don't see anymore. Um, in Europe, <laughs> in Europe, <laughs> yeah, yeah, in Europe, Europe no exactly, that's exactly. Because exactly.
2: that's the <laughs> other. That's the that's the other challenge. Like you said, like you can you can order like uh, oh, a piece yeah. of work from an Indian guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's there is the issue because the Indian guy on one hand needs a job too or yeah, needs yeah, to make yeah. money too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you would want to for him to also have like then yeah. the same standards so he yeah exactly. Doesn't, Mm-hmm. yeah, so, yeah so like what i said before is not no, the no, problem no, no. is not that he yeah, asked yeah. for 30 euros no, no, the but i think it, that, yeah. it, it's a it's a point i wanted to emphasize again the other challenge is you also need to do it now on a global scale so in that sense it has become harder uh yeah yeah
1: but like if, whether if i'm optimistic at least for I, I, certain yeah. Apps. yeah yeah but i, I think that if, if, it, if they were able to to like there's a like what the things that the labor labor movement in history already achieved, I think that it's possible. And I'm rather optimistic. I always believe that things go like, uh, uh, things can go, uh, worse. Sometimes need to become worse before they get better, before you create, to really create the momentum, um, Mm -hmm. to, um, uh, wake people up and to, and to, yeah, to, uh, organize them and so on but that really depends on, on the, the determination of the people uh, sensibilizing and mobilizing and organizing people um, but I think that the challenges that the, the labor movement has conquered in the past I think that they're also possible to to conquer this so I'm, I'm, I'm rather optimistic um, and what I think is also important uh, something that I also want to to emphasize actually is that um, um, this is also this isn't a debate about the um, um uh are we for or against new forms of, of technology um, but this is a debate about how do we use them because mm-hmm. the fact that I mean capitalism it is something Marx said is that capitalism um develops the 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 um the uh, yeah the, the modes of production and they become more advanced and so on and, and then the means of production they mm-hmm. become more advanced so we have all these new kinds of technology and we have great things like social media and like apps which can really uh, uh, make, make our lives more comfortable and so on but they are used with a profit motive by multinational corporations um, and so this isn't the debate about are we for or against new forms of technology I'm not against um, ordering food with an app but I'm against the fact that they aren't paid uh, well for that and the fact that all that it's it's being used by, by big corporations to make a lot of money and so on it-
2: it's it's a bit like the the algorithm of, of facebook etc it's yeah. a, it's not necessarily you have a social media platform it's like what are the parameters by which exactly. this algorithm functions exactly, like exactly. what is the goal is it meant to or like amazon is it meant to push all of the money you can find into the pockets of jeff bezos or mark zuckerberg mm-hmm. or like do you is is the goal to tie people or lock them to their screen for as long as possible mm-hmm. or is it to or to exploit them uh, to mm-hmm. make them do as many deliveries for as little money as you have to pay them or is the parameter and the goal of the application and the algorithm to provide a useful service which for example optimize for human dignity and for social exactly, uh, like exactly. etc.
0: I think more philosophically speaking it's it's also a big problem that we see nowadays the the villainization of just resting like you know like for example Deliveroo they don't pay you if you're waiting for your next order although you're actually like working like for my student job Mm -hmm. I work at an escape room and sometimes there is only one group in there or there is like no group for Mm -hmm. another hour and I have to wait for the next group to enter. And like it it would be insane for me to clock out and then clock Mm -hmm. back in when the group is there because Mm -hmm. I'm not allowed to leave. Mm -hmm. I can't just like... Of course, I can do whatever I want in that hour, but I have to still be around Mm -hmm. um, for the next group to arrive. So I'm still working. I'm still not free to do whatever I want. And Mm -hmm. I think that that should be very clear that when you are at a place where you have to be in order to continue to work, mm-hmm. uh, you should be paid because mm-hmm. you yeah, are yeah. not doing whatever you want. You are not free. You are mm-hmm. working.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And so, um, because th- that's also a big point in my thesis, like our time is commodified. <laughs> and so time is money is something that literally is. it's like mm-hmm. uh, the, it's what capitalism is all about, I, I, I think, um, and um, uh, like that's the thing with capitalism. So you're, you aren't supposed to be paid when you aren't working, when you aren't producing value, because um, otherwise the 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 company that pays you would it would be a waste, and you, you because you aren't producing value at certain moments, and so they would they won't pay you because they would uh, that would mean less profits, um, and so I, I think that like what work should be in a, a, a post-capitalist or in a socialist society. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's, no, it's about, um, um, yeah, how do you say this? about um, uh, the needs of, of, of the people in the planet um, and, and work should be something that emancipates people. Um, and and uh, like you work not because certain companies need to make a lot of profit, but you work to contribute with your productive labor to society and, and the wealth, we decide collectively of, of what should be done with it. Um, and uh, so also, that, and like the concrete uh, consequence of that is also that your work is meaningful and, and and it it's not a problem that you are paid when you aren't um, working uh, because there's like an hour which you explained where you don't have anything to do. Um, that's not, um, the, the point of work isn't to um, um, only be paid when a, a, a company decides. You know, the, the point is to emancipate yourself and, and to to make a living and to contribute to society, and that's the big problem with the fact that time is money today. I think. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I I very much agree. Um, I think this is a good note to end the podcast on. Uh, we thank you for being here you're welcome and, uh, <laughs> thank you <Sandra. laughs> I hope that you write many more interesting uh, theses or I don't know what, what are you gonna do now after your studies are complete
1: um, yeah so I, I'm actually working right now um, part time for a student movement uh, for, for COMAC which is student movement of the, the PVDA <laughs> which is a Marxist Communist a marxist movement yeah for, you might have noticed already that i'm a marxist and everything so from a marxist lens oh my god you're, you're no. inviting Marxists in your podcast we you should didn't. be ashamed
2: god damn it, the last thesis was already about we should marxist have given movies a trigger
1: <laughs> but I, I that that's basically my my income today so I'm, I, I i wouldn't call it the job i'm just lucky enough that i'm uh an activist i'm also getting paid to to get to have more time to be an activist Mm. but i wouldn't call it a job i'm just lucky i'm in that situation but that's what i'm doing right now yeah
0: okay uh so thank you for being here and maybe we see you again sometime
1: sure yes
0: bye Bye. and uh like subscribe and you know like give us feedback if there's (laughs) anything you want to hear
1: anyone we should invite see you next time bye